Hello there, and welcome to my corner. Hopefully everyone's enjoying those stickers. And keep a lookout, later this month I'll have Christmas stickers going out just in time for December. So if you haven't already gotten a sticker from me, what are you doing? Please email me a topic and I'll send you one. It's that simple. And I'll even shout you out on the show. And thanks again everyone for listening and spending just a couple minutes of your day learning some cool facts. I have another podcast to recommend, Wreck My Podcast. It's a show about pop culture and nostalgia. A few friends sit down and review and break down things we've all grown to love. From movies to music, food and toys, they sure do know how to wreck your childhood. It's really fun to listen to their banter and the different views they have on things. Go check them out. The link's in the show notes. Today, we're going to talk about Montana. The name Montana originated from the Spanish term Montaña, and although it translates to mountain or mountainous region, Montana only has an average elevation of 3,400 feet. It is the lowest of all the Rocky Mountain states, the highest being in Colorado, Mount Elbert, which is at 14,433 feet. Another interesting fact is in the mid-1800s, Montana mountains bore gold and silver. From 1862 to about 1876, over $144 million in gold deposits were discovered within Montana, attracting thousands of miners to the state. Today, both gold and silver remain popular among Montana investors. The first silver discovery near what became Granite, Montana, a ghost town now, a few miles up in the hills above Phillipsburg, was in 1865, but it wasn't until 1882, and with $130,000 backing from St. Louis investors, that the greatest silver bonanza was found and the town really began. And by 1889, Granite's mines were producing more than $250,000 in metals, mostly silver, each month. The population of Montana's Silver Queen grew to about 3,000 in 1890, with an estimated equal number residing in the vicinity nearby. A miners' union was formed in 1888, ten years after the first union formed in Butte. The town boasted a library, 18 saloons, brothels, a hospital, school, four churches, a local newspaper, and its own Chinatown. Repeal of the Sherman Silver Purchase Act in 1893 brought about a crash in silver prices, and the population fell within a year to fewer than 150. Occasional rejuvenations over time brought influxes in small numbers of residents, but Granite never regained its late 1880s glory. The most important reactivation was from 1898 to 1904, when the combined Granite Mountain and the bimetallic mines produced a million dollars per year, to add to the 1883 and 1898 estimated total of nearly $30 million, mostly in silver. Most mining operations had ceased by 1912, though sporadic attempts to mine the loads continued until 1958 when most of the bimetallic buildings burned. The last sole resident died about 1969, and today, the site is a Montana State Park. Most of the ore from the bimetallic mine was milled downhill two miles southeast of Phillipsburg at the 100-stamp bimetallic mill, built in 1889. Remnants of the Cable Ridge tramway that carried the ore are visible along the road up to granite. 
When it was built in 1889, this was the longest aerial tramway in the United States. At 9,750 feet long, and with a vertical drop of 1,225 feet. Georgetown Dam, built in 1899, was constructed to provide power for the bimetallic mill and the granite mine. Today, the lake is an important recreation area, and expensive summer homes line its shores. Fortunes based on granite silver mines financed significant construction in St. Louis, Missouri, home to the original backers of the mines. Merchant's Bridge in 1889, Planters Hotel in 1894, Terminal Railway of St. Louis in 1889, and the St. Louis Bank of Commerce in 1890s are all rooted in the wealth generated by granite silver. Other elements acquired from the sites are sapphires and Montana agate. With such rich mineral deposits, the state earned the moniker the Treasure State. Montana agate is the term given to the stunning calcinity that was found in the alluvial gabbles of the Yellowstone River. It formed during the Pleistocene period, from 2,588,000 until 11,700 years BP. The Montana agate was spread over a vast area surrounding millions of square miles. The exquisiteness of this is they cannot be mined by a small number of enterprises. In fact, it will still be available with small amounts, particularly for the public and stone collectors for several years to come. Montana agate could perhaps be known as the Yellowstone agate. Its origin was centralized along the Yellowstone Park area. The definite incredible volcanic activity generated some certain conditions, which was considered essential for the structure of agate several years ago. The development of Montana agate is closely associated with the amount of silica and color-produced minerals in Montana from the past. In addition to, volcanic materials such as lava became an ordinary source for silica in agate structure. The silica substance of lava also varies from comparatively basaltic lava into relatively high rhyolitic lava. Rhyolite lava is considered thicker compared to basalt lava and the rhyolite volcanoes which may be quite explosive compared to the Kilauea found in the island of Hawaii. The volcanic activity took place in Montana as well as the supermassive biotile Yellowstone volcanoes were considered rhyolitic and considered high in silica. Silica, or silicon dioxide, is one of nature's secrets to making agates. An agate starts with a cavity or a void in the rock. The best are found in basalt, a young volcanic rock. Volcanic rocks that erupt to the surface and hardens contains a lot of water and carbon dioxide, which will bubble out, causing the rock to display holes, kind of like Swiss cheese. Then when water containing silica percolates through the rock, the minerals in the water begin to crystallize out, and between the crystal fibers are channels that work by capillary action to pull the water into the center of the hole of the rock. And over time, as this process repeats itself, you're left with a stunning gemstone. The Montana agate variety is found along the banks of the Yellowstone River. It is commonly red, white, brown, or black in color. You should check out my Instagram if you want to see an image of this gemstone. It truly is fascinating. So if you're looking for some inspiration regarding your next vacation, Montana is definitely somewhere well worth considering. From old ghost mining towns to large hills and trails you can hike and camp at, Montana really has a lot to offer. It's always been a favorite vacation location for me, as 
I'm only a state away. Plus, if you like cuckleberries, they are big here in the Pacific Northwest, and Montana is kinda an unofficial sponsor of huckleberries. If you stop at any store or gas station, you're guaranteed to find some delicious huckleberry fudge. And who doesn't like fudge? And that's my fun fact. Thanks for walking over. <laughs>